special edition of The Worst Show on Earth, a podcast where my friends and I watch the crappiest TV shows in history in an effort to discover which is the absolute worst. With me is Rachel Bieber. Hello! And also Alex Humphrey. Hi there! And of course, Tachi, the human IMDb. That is me you speak of. We're here today to talk about Stephen Bochco's Cop Rock, but guess what? This time we haven't watched an episode. We have officially declared Cop Rock to be the worst show on earth. And as such, we're going to take a break from watching more. And in this pod, we wanted to talk for a bit about what made Cop Rock so bad, so wait, unwatchable. Wait a minute. A break? Yeah, I'm not going back. we could back. ever return to Cop Rock. I am, <laughs> not, I am not going back to Cop Rock. Well, you don't have to. Good. But <laughs> wait, you wait. You guys didn't watch all the episodes on your own. Oh God. No, I'm just kidding. Oh no, I you're didn't not. think so. <laughs> what, what if I did that? <laughs> we all know you're gonna finish it on your own. One day. Us. One day. Spread out over many weeks and many bourbons. <laughs> um. So we're calling this episode, this pod, our Cop Rock Autopsy, and we're going to examine what made it so intolerable and maybe. Just maybe discover how to improve it. So let's start with you, Rachel. Okay. You were the most vocal in us stopping Cop Rock. It, it, was, it was boring to the point of pain. I mean, maybe it was just taking its time. Maybe we're, we're poisoned by modern media's fast, frantic pacing and no. just can't appreciate no. the art forms no. of its time. No, I know how musicals should go. And part of what makes musicals charming is having musical interludes to move the story along and emote. And this show did not do those things. Oh, you know how musicals should work. But what about a show that dares to break the rules? Okay, but (laughs) if you're going to break the rules, you should know the rules. And you have to set forth that you know the rules. This show didn't know the rules of a procedural cop show. They didn't know the rules of, like, an actual, like plot line it they didn't know the actual like rules of really any part of good television there are no rules on the street other than a premise and the premise of the show is great now i must can i tell you what i what i did do i did not actually watch uh the other episodes but i did spend a few minutes on youtube watching some retrospective interviews and steven bochko who first of all seems like a very sweet man (laughs) uh Talked about the show with a, a little bit of like half embarrassment, but half fondness. And he said uh, that there were many, many debates as to where songs should go. So when we, when we poke fun at the songs were in all the wrong spots, 
Let it be known that that was after lots and lots of debating oh my God. over where songs should go. It, it was like there were too many fingers in the pot. Perhaps. And none of them knew what ingredients should go in the soup. Mm. And I think you hit the nail on the head with the procedural that doesn't know its own procedure. Yeah. Um, it like, didn't know police procedure. It didn't know musical procedure. Or it, it, lacked, it lacked the structure that these shows usually have. Here's the thing. I don't think they were even trying to make a police procedural. I think they were trying to make some um, like human relationship drama set to the backdrop of a police department. Because it doesn't make sense otherwise. Because do they solve crimes? No, they commit them. (laughs) Like all the almost all of the police are corrupt. And see, this is, this for me, worse than it being boring, was how profoundly unlikable and unrelatable everyone was. Mm. Like, everyone. An episode would set us up to like a character, and then the next episode would make them the villain. And I think they were aiming for like a Breaking Bad style. I mean, this is well before Breaking Bad, but like... Breaking Bad stole from them. Yeah. No. No one's perfect sort of thing. But instead, they're all just irritating people and the worst part is okay even if even if they even if they were irritating people you can still pull it off with their stakes and they're fighting for something but they're not okay no stakes i disagree with you on that i could not stand the show seinfeld but i would say that there were no stakes every single character was annoying nothing really ever happened but it was still interesting that's that was carried by the dialogue and the fact that like that was sort of about like the comedic downfall of the characters. Yeah. You were rooting against them and the show was rewarding you for that. This show doesn't reward you for anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even, not even watching more than one episode because there's such a, like, even though there are through lines through these episodes, they could, there's not, there's no real feeling of continuity. That's because the episodes don't have plots. It's, That's correct. I, I think it's because they could just go in any direction at any one time. Like it, it's sort of like a like a buck and bronco. You never know which which way it's going to twerk. I, I see your point. I, I would say the lack of thematic unity, uh, like even bet- even within an episode, like a good show would have all the characters facing a similar situation. A th- or thematically similar. Them- thematically yeah. similar situation and see how the d- different characters are handling this problem in their lives. Or alternatively, they'd all be facing the same situation from different angles and we'd be exploring that. This doesn't do that. It's got, um, like, uh, what are, what's the new guy in the old experience cop? Gaines and Rose. G- Gaines and Rose um, running around having this stupid, like, like Gaines is too lighthearted for the show. And Rose is almost comedically hard-boiled. And then you've got the, like, the fat forensics guy who's too fat and he's eating a crime scene. It, it doesn't even have a tone. <laughs> like, is it funny? Is it drama? Is it, like, what's going on? Where, <clears throat> what should we be feeling from this show? And it is possible... <laughs> Anger and annoyance. <laughs> It is possible for a show to have more than one tone in an episode, but it usually is within a certain threshold. And with this one, it, it felt like 
it didn't feel like this was calibrated properly. And Everything it, was abrupt. Yeah. And you can't jump around in the tone. Like, um, a Joss Whedon's great about having a, his episodes either start humorously and end seriously, or start seriously and end humorously. Like, you can make mm. that jump. You can't go serious, serious, humorous, heartwarming, serious, humorous, heartwarming, heartwarming, serious, and then just what the fuck. There's another TV show called The Demi Dozen. They do a great job of balancing uh, Are you Are, are you, you plugging us? Plugging what? Are you plugging us in the middle of an episode? <laughs> the Demi Dozen will be right back. Oh my god. No, no. <laughs> uh, Cop rock, everybody. Cop rock. <laughs> but, uh, so Rachel. Yes. What was the tipping point for you? When did you know this was the absolute worst show? So the pilot was terrible. <laughs> um, and like, but I gave it, I was like, okay, I can give it another episode because the pilot's the pilot. Although I have no idea how it got greenlit from this pilot. Mm. Um, it was a different time. Yeah, Stephen Bochco was a name. To give he was a name, definitely. Um, just like Sam Raimi is a name and yes. makes really great kitschy programming. And, and I think... Clearly, after episode two, when we started talking about how we missed Cleopatra 2525 and were reminiscing, we I knew something was like, <laughs> this was probably not going to get better. Mm. Then episode, uh, was it? No, it was episode two where we were like, oh, by the end, like, eh, maybe episode three will be better. And episode three, I was done. I was so bored, I couldn't, like, I spaced out. I wasn't even playing my game, like, on my phone. I was just <laughs> spaced out and couldn't figure out what was going on when I, like, snapped back to it and was looking at the screen. It was, it was so painful. It was so painful, and the only reason I relented to episode four was that I knew that Baby Merchant, the song, was in that episode. Baby Merchant. Which is so <laughs> catchy. So catchy. So here, here's, here's my point of view on this. Um, when I watched episode one, I mean, we all agreed, you can go back and listen to it, that the show was utterly incompetently done. <laughs> but I still thought we might get an interesting, incompetent bumble through what could have been a good plot. Mm. The problem the show has, as it revealed over the next several episodes, is the plot just isn't there. Nothing happens. The first episode has a cop get gunned down, a rogue cop kill a guy in cold blood. It's got drugs. It's got the bust at the beginning. Like, it promises violence. It promises action. It promises, like, high emotions and for the most part the show's emotional level is very low mm. people are somewhat annoyed e they're very reserved even the songs are reserved that's what broke me i was getting to that <laughs> oh. it was the fact that generally two out of three or three two out of five or three out of five songs in an episode are so dour and completely devoid of interesting they don't have good cinematography the singing is <laughs> the one shot of fine. just a person sitting there singing for they, like five minutes. They don't have good. They don't have a good catharsis for the scene. You're not feeling anything from them. It is like three minutes of being annoyed. It's like an annoying karaoke performance. <laughs> like a person goes up on stage 
and they sing a song, a song that they shouldn't be singing for karaoke. It's a sad, boring song, and they just stand there and stare into the mic and sing it. And so good, they, so good, so good does not belong in Sweet Caroline, everybody. Continue, Rachel. And uh, <laughs> not only are they singing this sad, depressing song, but they've slowed it down. Oh, yes. All the music was so slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was when LaRusso, the dirty cop, seduced his lawyer. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that terrible forgot. thing that was not really it was, pertinent to anything. It was it had the, it, it, no chemistry. No chemistry Zero whatsoever. Chemistry. And I realized that they weren't really trying. Was that episode three? I that can't was episode four. That was the was end it? of last episode. Because LaRusso went to jail yes. and then got out of jail. Oh, that's right. Good development. Uh-huh. He went to jail. He had an excellent going to jail song. Which we all really enjoy. Yeah, we're yeah, like, oh, no. that that song actually uh, made some sense. We're yeah. gonna have a real episode. That's it. That's <laughs> that's, that's it. exactly what the show does wrong. Like, if I had to pick one thing that's the thing the show does absolutely wrong, it will never. It never ups its stakes. Mm. Its stakes always remain sedate and boring. Mm. Any time there is a major intense development, it immediately closes it down the next episode. Yes. Or the next scene. <laughs> and. And we did look ahead at some future plot descriptions. We did? And yeah. And as because I, because when the show started, I was like, no, 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 no. They're setting up the trial of LaRusso. That was my prediction. We're going to end like season three of Battlestar Galactica with a trial. Uh, and then we looked ahead and it's just the last episode of the season was more like LaRusso hijinks. So it's like, okay, all the LaRusso plot line, it's not going anywhere. So, Tachi, are you also in agreement that this is the worst show? The uh, absolute worst. Out of our uh, base testing group of two shows, <laughs> yes. Um, it's like an A-B as, test. <laughs> as, in fairness, as, yeah. we have seen between us a lot of crap media. That's we haven't necessarily true. reviewed it yet. Maybe we can get to it. Mm. Maybe we can revisit it after visiting Pop Rock <laughs> and reappreciate it for the few competent things it did have going for yes. it. Yes. But... Even within, by those standards, Cop Rock excels in no way. Uh, That's that's the way I have to put it. It's not such shit that I can enjoy it. It's not so incompetent that I'm like, how did this ever happen? It's just boring, bland crap. Mm. And yeah, I I think it's one of the worst things I've ever seen, if not the worst thing I've ever seen. Since we're all pinpointing moments, I'll pinpoint something. Uh, as you all know, I have no breaking point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the end of the last episode did leave me with a feeling of great disappointment because the mayor, uh, mayor falling for Chief Crazy Man. Uh, oh yeah. God, I forgot his name. Oh God, I name? forgot about that too. I've been making a point to remember their names and it's gone. The uh, Chief. The yeah. Chief. Um, here's the thing. That was the plot line I was excited for. Because we're going to get the craziest character in a love story. And then they just skipped the part where they go on a date and now they love each other. And it's like, no, you took the thing I was excited for and made it lame and boring. That was it. They never even... They they only alluded to the things that might be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Especially we, Every in episode. Mm-hmm. They had an off-screen date. <laughs> 
It's like if you made a show. If, it's like if you made a show out of the deleted scenes from a better show. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Let's talk now about what could have made this show better. So Anything. we're like build, building a better cop rock? Building a better cop rock. For, for my part, uh, I, would have, I would have fought even harder against those writers to determine where the songs needed to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. They needed someone with a broad, who was musical minded, not musically minded, but like Broadway musical minded. And... They did not have someone, clearly. Well, the big problem was the music designer was clearly Randy Newman. Oh, right? now, Stephen Bach, in my now, viewing of Stephen Bochco, oh. uh, Randy Newman was very uh, involved in the, basically the beginning, like obviously uh, the theme and episode uh-huh. one. Yeah. yeah. All the songs in episode one were Randy Newman. And then it got shifted over to other people. Really? Because they all seemed very Randy Newman-esque. <laughs> Have you ever listened to the song, I Love L.A.? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yes, I have. Oh. Yes. I mean, it's repetitive and repetitive. And redundant. And redundant and also does think the same thing over and over again. Designed it's... as the Department of Redundancy yes, Department. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All of those things, although those things are funnier than a Randy <laughs> Newman song. Except for short people. That's pretty funny. Yeah, short people Okay, pretty fine. Funny. <laughs> um, it's not like he's the most compelling of songwriters. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love L.A., Aww. I do. And you do have a friend in me. I do have a friend in you, but it's the exact same song. <laughs> I love L.A. You got a friend in me. When you're a fool in love. <laughs> see? That one was funny. Under the gun. <laughs> yeah, see? They're all the same song, so pretty much. Cool. Love you, Randy. Yeah, I'm glad that you are a successful songwriter. I'm glad that, Mr. Newman, that you have had success. This was not a good vehicle for you. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So here's my pitch here. Uh Uh-huh. The improved cop rock. All right. Coppera. Coppera. (laughs) Yes. Because the the problem was they couldn't find, the biggest problem was they couldn't find where to place the songs. So sing everything. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Every scene should be a song. They could play into all the they could play into a ton of genre tropes, but it would be like fresh because they were singing it. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. Yeah, you know. I am so very frail. But that's... you can't send me to jail. <laughs> that Who's that's what I wanted. <laughs> I can't even make bail. How many scenes did we sit there going thinking to ourselves? Sing it. Yes, you're correct. How many times did I yell at the TV? Sing it. Mm-hmm. Boy, you should sing about this thing that's happening. I think the show would be at least 50% better. The, this show, exactly the same plot, if they sung everything. I wonder, though, if they were contractually tied to some songwriter. I'm going to be not be mean about it. Just some songwriter and the songs were written and then they had to write the plots around these songs whether they were good or not. I don't believe it because that would mean someone thought to themselves, "Hmm, what song should I write?" I know. Baby Merchant. <laughs> 
It's or, so catchy. <laughs> or or fat guy song. Or, fat or, guy on bike mm. song. Oh god. Man, did I block out that whole episode? <laughs> and now that you're reminding me of all of the songs, I'm like, oh. Yep. I guess mm-hmm. that's what happened. Tachi, do you have any any insight on this based on your uh, apocryphal viewing? <laughs> uh, well, my brain was going, like, we all have the same agreements about the general problems. I'm trying to figure out what story I would want to, would actually want to focus on. I, if I was in the writer's room, I would pit Rose against LaRusso. Mm. Which one is Rose? Rose? Is Rose the one who witnessed the his partner murder? His partner. Well, uh, his partner died. His partner died. Uh, LaRusso killed the guy who killed his partner, yes. right? Yes. And but who was the cop who was in the room? Potts? Potts. Oh, okay, that was okay. LaRusso's partner. Potts. I do remember some names. Okay. I would pit Rose against LaRusso because I think there's an interesting show in LaRusso the asshole going, Hey Rose, why are you mad at me? I'm the one who took care of it. And Rose having a little dilemma of like, Well, he did avenge my partner, but this is wrong. That's already a more interesting plot line than Captain Hollander versus LaRusso. Yeah. Because Captain Hollander doesn't have a stake in it aside from it's just justice. It's more interesting when there's that personal hook to it as well. I like he's, it. He's also the most milk toast of the characters. But he's he got is. the gravelliest voice. <laughs> and he didn't give he didn't give Peter Parker his money because the ad said three minutes and you pinned him in less than two. I just <laughs> I could have done with just even just a little bit more anger from all the characters. Everyone's so congenial. Blase. Blase, that's the word <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for. Like no one, no one really gets heated. And this is my my. Uh, n- they never up the stakes complaint. Oh yeah, like, honey, LaRusso I know it's have... date night, but I just can't make it tonight. I have to work. Oh, okay. And then he goes back. And to then his he goes dieting, back to work. His yeah. dieting plotline. Yeah. No, then he goes sits in a corner, a dark corner where you can barely see him, <laughs> and he sings a song which goes like, "I'm lonely." Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> So alone in the corner. That's a better song already. uh, That's a better song already than the the show. So what should they be singing about, everybody? They should sing a song about trying to get your handcuffs on someone. Good. Go on. That would be like, imagine, imagine if they had to arrest a street magician. You could have this whole bit about them trying to get the handcuffs on the magician and him slipping out of the cuffs and doing all this. And like, it could be done to like the old soft shoe song. Dun, da, 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 da. Cops versus magic. Yeah. So that, to take a complete right turn. So here, here, <laughs> I've just had a, a brilliant idea. It's a completely different show. But like what they could have done with this show is had it be like a juxtaposition of how like the police force wants to be seen mm-hmm. versus how the police force is. And when they're singing, the police force is like the all American heroic TV police who are cracking crimes and arresting bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then when they're not singing, they're all depressed schlubs who hate their life and hate their job and everything's wrong with it. And you could do an interesting, like, you know, they're like put the silver lining on it for the people outside. And you could do like an interesting public 
public perception of the cops sort of thing. I don't know. I like this perspective. (laughs) Anything Anything would be better. better. Hmm. (laughs) If it was written by a five-year-old, it would be an improvement. I don't know about quite about that. Have you seen Axe Cop? Oh, that's right. See? Better. So in my episode, LaRusso goes... To the, he goes to fight the bad guy. He say, bang, bang, I go get you, I cop. And then they sing, no, you not arrest me today. We are going to kill you, the Russo. I'm a five-year-old writer. Is, is that the show? Um, is that the show? I, I retract my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking of me playing with action figures as a kid. Ah. It went like that. Did uh, you have a weird lisp when you were a kid? That's my every five-year-old voice. Ah, okay. Yeah, my five-year-old voice is more like this. It has better diction than yours. That's okay. I haven't figured out enunciation yet. Oh. I'm five. <laughs> and, and sassy. Uh, yes. So I have a question for everyone. Yes. Are we worried that this isn't even close to the worst? I'm concerned. Well, here's the thing. I didn't I didn't find it offensive in the traditional sense of offensive. I did. Like there <laughs> were things about it that were offensive, mm. but they were of their time, but they weren't things that are were necessarily just offensive to me. Mm. There wasn't an Ex- excruciating amount of potty humor. There wasn't out of its time racism or sexism, even though it was super cringeworthy. I'm not so certain about that. It was of its time. I think the chief. I think the chief crossed lines, and they did it deliberately. But I think the lines he he crossed them a little too far. He did, but I think that was the character, right? And it was, and it was an acceptable trope of its time. That is sadly true, but I, I, I I'm agreeing with Alex that it's, that it still has not aged well. <laughs> well, no, oh, it no. hasn't aged well at all. But it wasn't. I don't think if I watched that when I was younger, when it was on TV, if I would have recognized what made me uncomfortable about it. I think that they thought they were sometimes making statements about these issues we're talking about. The lineup song, I think, uh, we, there was an episode. Oh where... yeah, the the racism in the lineup. Yeah. yeah, and that song was trying to make a point, but the show didn't do a very good job of making its points. Yes, it it didn't help that it was mixed so that you couldn't understand a damn thing. That too. Uh, but yes, there's there's ways to talk about things in a more nuanced way but we can't lose the singing no so i got one more question for everyone shoot what would bring you back to cop rock (laughs) what's what would get you to watch episode five besides a reboot nothing because i've been talking to some of our fans Mm -hmm. and they don't want to see this train stop they want to see us get to the end oh my god no no it's not going to happen i will go back to cleopatra 2525 before i go back cleopatra 2525 is fun and we all want to go back we all want to go back clearly well this was an idea that we we sort of we we casually talked about it uh if rachel if you can't stand to go on if we were to watch some and then we record a future episode where we just sit and tell you what happened (laughs) (laughs) or you try to figure out you try to make predictions 
So that could be tantalizing. Yeah, what do you think about that? This. I think we should watch another show. Oh, yes. Oh, this I is agree. A, this like, is a distant future idea. Okay. Well, well, let's let's see if we're, we survive the next show and if we feel that that show is better or worse than Cop Rock. I mm. still think it might be worth bringing in another guest star for episode five. Someone who hasn't seen any Cop Rock mm-hmm. and isn't ready for what Cop Rock brings. Because <laughs> this, I mean, this is the way TV was watched at the time. You would just sit down and pick up at episode five of Cop Rock. That's right. I want to see someone pick up at episode five of Cop Rock and try to parse what the <laughs> hell is going yeah. on in Cop Rock. Well, we, that, but you can never parse what the hell is going <laughs> right on and off. You rock. can, you can, fo- I could tell you. I could follow the plot lines. Yeah, I would say I could name, I can say where every major plot line went, in part only because they've gone so little distance. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Like That's part of what crushes our soul about watching the show, is how little... <laughs> every plot has taken about one step forward. Mm. And in most cases, it was a boring step we didn't want to see. And then a step back, like a board game where you land on the go back to spaces spot. Oh my god, you're right. It's like watching someone play Candyland. Shudder. That's exactly what it is. It's watching someone play Candyland. You want them to get to the end, so like something happens and someone's won, but no, they just keep sliding backwards. It will never happen. Candyland. Wouldn't that be shoots and ladders? Same Candy idea. Land Same is idea. pretty much all forward, isn't it? I, I think you can. Uh, that's a good point. I don't remember. The point is, <laughs> it's a, the point is those those are two games that are designed to be gateway board games for little kids. Yeah, I I thought they were board games that were meant for little kids to learn how to count and colors. Yeah, that too. I yeah. think game designers just used to be really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're all right. I think all of you are correct. The board game was in us the whole time. Uh, well, I think we finally talked cop rock out of our systems and it will no longer be boring us to sleep mid-watch, which means that next time we've got a whole new show for us to digest. I'll give you a small hint. Don't go into the hat. Oh my God, we're going into the hat? We're going into the hat? Ah, hats, eh? Well, you'll have to find out next time. On The Worst Show on Earth. I'm Matt Murphy. I'm Rachel Bieber. I'm Alex Humphrey. And I'm Tachi. The human IMDb. If you want more of us riffing, Alex, Tachi, and myself are on twitch.tv slash scabbyrooster most Sundays as the Demi Dozen. It's an RPG show where we play a game called Scion 2nd Edition. In a world where the gods are real and all myths are true, modern men and women weave new legends. Until next time, though, enjoy your media, no matter how crappy it is. 